Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. Happy September, guys. I hope you had a fantastic Labor Day holiday. I want to remind you that the September session of Land Your Dream Job Accelerator starts tomorrow, which is September 7th, and that's a Thursday. We'll be having it for four weeks. If you want to know more about Land Your Dream Job Accelerator and what it includes, I've included the link in the show notes, but we're going to be doing a small group to help you land your dream job quickly. We'll be creating a job search strategy, working on your networking skills, overcoming mindset issues. You're going to have one-on-one time with me with two 20-minute laser coaching sessions. It's a really fantastic deal. So I hope you'll consider signing up. There's also an October session that will start on October 5th. So today we're talking about how to tailor your resume and your other marketing materials for a specific position. I think most people have gotten the memo that you are supposed to tailor your resume and your cover letter and maybe other materials that you might need to apply. But this tailoring, if you do it correctly, is going to greatly increase your chances of making it through the applicant tracking system. So, you know, this is always a two- For almost everyone, a two-phase process. So you have to make it through the applicant tracking system, meeting keywords, keywords, keywords that apply to the job that, that are specific to that job. And then the human needs to also be compelled when they look at your resume to want to interview you. The applicant tracking system is not going to pick up the phone, ask you in for an interview. It's going to be the human. I don't think that most people know what that tailoring process actually means, so I want to dig into that today. First of all, my rule of thumb is that you should spend about 30 minutes at most customizing your resume and another 30 minutes customizing your cover letter. So somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes. And this is going to include careful proofreading because as you're making changes, you want to make sure that there are no errors. If you're having to do much more customizing than that, There's probably a couple of possible reasons. One is you have a pretty generic, non-targeted resume to begin with. So you're having to make a pretty big leap to get from that that basic document to something that applies for this specific position. Or the other possibility is you have a targeted resume, but you're trying to use it for some other kind of job that is not related to the job that the, the resume was targeted for. So let's talk about your resume. When you customize your resume for a specific position, it has to start with you analyzing the job description, which of course means you have to have a copy of the job description. So whatever you have to do, if you've talked to a recruiter about the position and you want to ask that recruiter for a copy of 
the position and the announcement before you start doing any customization. And it doesn't hurt while you're at it to say, do you have any other information that you can provide me with about the company and or the job? Now, they probably, if they're a recruiter, a third-party recruiter, meaning they don't work for the company that's hiring, they won't give you the name of the company because they want to protect that so that they get that that fee the, for the referral fee for sending you. However, they may be able to give you some intel about the company or the industry. After you have that job description, your next step is to highlight keywords and phrases. So you can do this manually or you can dump the job, the job description into something like ChatGPT with the question, what are the most important qualifications for this job? Note, you're looking for things like hard skills, credentials, certifications, and experience rather than things like hard worker, team player, leadership. I'm not aware of any employer that's going to say, you know, I want applicants who have the word team player on their resume because it's, it's a soft skill, meaning that's your opinion of yourself that you're a team player. I rarely put that word in a resume. Can't think of the last time I did. Certainly not hard worker. The word leadership, yeah, probably shows up. But again, a recruiter's not going to be searching on that. Once you've identified those qualifications that are relevant to that position, I use the find function in Word to see if I already have that term in the resume. And then if I don't, my next step is to figure out, okay, where do I want to put that that skill, that qualification that I'm missing? One option is, can I add an achievement bullet that speaks to that qualification? So can I talk about a time when I achieved, made it, had an accomplishment that used that skill or that qualification? Do I want to add, if it's a certification or a credential, maybe it's one that's not a big deal to me. I don't normally have it on my resume, or maybe it's lapsed, but I want it on my resume to show that I've had it in the past. And then I might say something like, you know, willing to recertify or willing to reset for this certification. Do I add the skill to the list of competencies up at the top of the resume? Have I taken a course or a training on a subject that's mentioned in the job description? So can I get it in by talking about a course that I've taken where I learned X? So I haven't maybe demonstrated that skill yet. I haven't utilized it on the job, but I did. I do have some training for that. You, you want to remember to include the exact language used in the job description because that's how the ATS is going to determine whether to score you appropriately. So you want to make sure that it's phrased exactly the same way. Another aspect of customizing your resume is possibly you may want to reorder your achievement bullets. So maybe there's something that's more important for that particular job. Maybe you want to eliminate some that aren't relevant for that job and and kind of replace one with another one that isn't on your resume, but is more relevant to that position. As a reminder, your job duties should be condensed into a two to three line paragraph, not bulleted. Hear me say that, not bulleted. Your job duties should never be bulleted. Your achievement bullets are the only things that are bulleted and you want no more than five per job. Achievement bullets should begin with an action verb, completed, designed, implement, structured, overhauled, transform, and then be front-loaded with the result that you achieved and include metrics whenever possible. So what I mean by that is if you increased revenue 5%, 
don't go blah, 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 here's how I did it, which increased revenue 5%, say, increase revenue 5% by, and then tell me a little bit of how you did it. Give me the result up front and then the how, a little bit of the how, if necessary, if appropriate, comes after that. All right, let's talk about customizing the cover letter. One of the main reasons that I'm still an advocate for a cover letter is that that gives me the opportunity to address any skills, qualifications, or competencies mentioned in the job description that aren't easily included in my resume or that I want to expand on beyond how they're mentioned in my resume. So, for example, if the job description asks for proven ability to effectively interact with individuals at all levels of the organization and build strong, trusted relationships, I might mention something about building mutually beneficial stakeholder relationships in my resume. So I can mention it, but maybe the cover letter would give me an opportunity to pull together two to three examples of how I met that qualification in various positions, and I can kind of highlight it. When I write a cover letter for my clients, I always choose three subjects to just three strengths to highlight in their cover letter and then go into detail. And so often what I'm doing is saying, okay, my strength is, let's just say it's budget management because that's maybe very important to their job. Well, then I'm going to talk about maybe the size of the budgets that I managed in three of the most recent positions that I've had or that that client has had. And then I might also talk about something else about the budget from different positions. So I'm kind of reconstituting what's in the resume and putting it all under that heading, budget management. Perhaps most importantly, the cover letter gives me the opportunity to express my interest in the specific position. And that is something that really can't be in the resume. So I'm, I'm telling them not that I just want a job. I want that job with that company. And there's a section, there should be a section in your cover letter that you want to talk about the company's culture or whatever it is that's most important to you. Um, maybe a, a new initiative they're trying to grow in a region that you have a great deal of experience working in, something like that, and then tie that back into your strengths and why that's a perfect fit for you. Next, let's talk about other materials you may want to submit. There's a wide range of possibilities here. So the job posting may ask for samples of your work, or you may have to complete some type of job application exercise. The only points I want to make here are, number one, provide them what they ask for. So don't try to cut corners or don't you know try to, I don't know, think outside the box. Be responsive to exactly what they've asked for. Now, I have heard horror stories from some people about the kind of extensive time-consuming exercises that they're being put through during the interview process. You could absolutely decide to opt out if you aren't willing to do the exercises. But if you decide to stay in the process, you want to make sure that you do it at 100%. Don't do it begrudgingly. Don't try to cut corners or you know make the exercise shorter than it needs to be because they're going to see that as a representative, a representation of how you would perform the duties of the job. And frankly, you're kind of taking yourself out of the running if you're not doing what they're asking for. Point number two, to the degree possible, Choose work samples that most closely mirror the company and the job. If they're asking for examples of your marketing work, where when did you market a company that's similar to the one that you're applying for, or they had a similar issue that you were trying to address with your marketing efforts? 
if you have to do an exercise where you have to come up with something, what are you pulling from that is similar to what you know the company's facing? The key word here is make it relevant. Now, as I wrap this episode up, I want to emphasize once again how important this tailoring process is. I see so many clients get frustrated with the job application process and they start by responding to more and more jobs and going for quantity over quality, but they're kind of halfway doing it. I'd much rather see you limit your applications to those that you're really interested in. So that's qualification number one. Number two, you're at least 75% qualified for. And then I want you to give that application your full attention. Rather than trying to do too many, really do the ones that you do well. And then finally, don't forget that plus one approach that I've spoken of so many times on this podcast. What's one more thing that you can do in addition to just applying like the rest of the world to get yourself noticed? Now, let's talk about the DIY versus DFY segments. So DIY, do it yourself. This entire episode has been a DIY special, but I want to give you one more tip. Remember that your goal throughout this process is to convince the reader that you're a top candidate for the job. Everything you do should be with that in mind. It's not about what you want. Like, you know, in the old school, when you used to write an objective on your resume, looking for a job that, no, 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 no. It's about what they want and how you can supply them. And it's not about just telling them what your job duties have been, but it's about marketing yourself. Keep that in mind. I call it old school resumes. I call them data sheets because they're like, I worked at this company from this state to this state. Here's my job title. And here's a laundry list of job duties. I've bulleted 14 of them for you. Blather, rinse, repeat. So from a marketing perspective, all you're telling an employer is, I was hired to do a job and I did it. A true marketing resume, like the ones that a professional, a trained, qualified, experienced professional like me create, market you for that next position. So think about it. If Nike were to say, you know, their marketing strategy was, we make shoes that you put on your feet so you can walk. Doesn't really market them very well, does it? You don't want to just give a static list, a laundry list of the things you've, you've done, but rather the difference that you've made for the company, the ways that you improved, cut costs, whatever the case may be for your specific job function. Now, done for you. While you're still going to need to do the customization that I've talked about, that's on you. Having a strong resume and a cover letter to start with is going to make all the difference. When you work with a professional like me, you're going to get someone who can pull things out of you that you wouldn't think to include. You're going to have somebody who understands both how the ATS works and how to make it happy, if you will, and then also how to write the resume for the human on the other side of it. You're going to work with someone who understands personal branding and who can position you to really stand out in a crowded marketplace. Remember what I said earlier, if you're having to do, I had a client once who said it was taking him an average of like seven to eight hours to apply for each job because he was having to do so much customization on his resume. And I said, then you have the wrong resume to start with. And, and he did once I you know, got my hands on it. So we want to make sure that those documents are, my goal is to get you 95% of the way there. And then you spend that 30 minutes or so to get the rest of the 5%. 
If you'd like to schedule a complimentary consult to discuss working with me, the link is in the show notes. I hope you'll reach out and we can talk about working together and I can let you know what that would would look like. I hope this has been helpful in getting granular about how to tailor your marketing materials for a specific position. I will talk to you later and I want you to take care this week. All right, hang in there, guys. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.